I have the pleasure of chatting with Lynn Deason, who's Head of Creative Excellence at Kantar UK, and Emma Paxton, who has the wonderful job title of Head of Christmas and Halloween at Mondelez International, who own Cadbury. In this episode, I'm going to be speaking with them about all things Christmas at the chocolate brand. I know what you're thinking, it's March, but trust me, you're going to want to listen in. Well, thank you both so much for joining me. I feel like we've got a really fun topic to speak about today, (laughs) even though it is March. Um, We're going to be speaking about Cadbury's Secret Santa Christmas ad that returned again last year. Um, So obviously that lets people send a bar of chocolate to their loved ones or friends. I think it's just such a lovely idea for people to do at Christmas. So I'm really interested to hear a little bit about the behind the scenes of that campaign and also how it's been received. Um, so maybe to begin with, Emma, you could talk us through the backstory of the campaign, you know, how you brought it to life. Yes, absolutely. So I guess how it all started was five years ago, we wanted to look at how we could bring the purpose of generosity through the kind of Cabri Master brand through and weave it through our seasons too, but have a slightly different expression of generosity and so what you'll find with our kind of core equity campaigns are they're very much around storytelling and storytelling of generosity whereas seasons given it's such a a time of year that you kind of gift and and have like kind of connections with family and friends we thought it was important to showcase an opportunity to show that generosity through story doing instead So what you'll see, obviously, with Cadbury Secret Santa is the whole point of it is how can we as Cadbury facilitate generosity? And so that's how Secret Santa was born, um, which is very much in line with our Easter campaign as well, which is Worldwide Hide going on at the moment. Um, And Cadbury Secret Santa, in its simplest form, is allowing you to send a chocolate secretly to someone special. Um, and Cadbury will post that chocolate bar for you. Um, and it arrives in the post um, without um, any acknowledgement of who has actually sent it because we believe that sending it secretly is the purest form of generosity. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very sweet and um, something that we have wanted to build on, I guess, for the last five years because we think it can make quite an impact um, over the Christmas period. It's such a sweet idea and um, I would absolutely love if somebody sent me through some chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how nice would that be? Um, it's Like you've said, it's obviously such a successful campaign for Cadbury, one that you've been building on in the last five years. Maybe this is one for Lynn. You know, how how did audiences respond to that Christmas ad and how is that something that you guys measure at Cantar? So um, they loved it. It came out as our top performing Christmas ad and I think there were lots of reasons that sat behind that um so the idea of generosity really resonated with people so you know we pay attention to things that make us feel something so it, it really cued that wonderful positive emotional response um and it was really distinctive as well so yes the the brain pays attention to things that make us feel something but we also pay attention to things that are really different that was a really brave thing for the team to do you know at Christmas there's a lot of storytelling but this was about how can we bring to life how people can engage with this in a really interesting and clear way and it landed that really brilliantly so it came out as the most distinctive Christmas ad so a really different approach 
And I think it's really tempting at Christmas time to let Christmas take over and for the brand to be forgotten. But as Emma was saying, this cool concept of generosity was really at the heart of it. And especially at a time when we know people were feeling the pinch financially and continue to do so, it made that gesture even more meaningful. So that emotional connection was particularly powerful. And there's lots of executional elements in it that also meant it made more of a connection. So Jeff, who I've heard Emma say before, you know, is the embodiment of Cadbury and a human being. <laughs> People loved him. Yeah. You know, they they spontaneously talked about him as a character and he speaks to the screen when you watch it. He is talking to you and you can't help. You know, we, we saw that and people were saying, oh, I would send it to this person or that person. Instinctively, intuitively, even without actively thinking about it, he draws you into saying, oh, yes, I would want to send it to that special person. Those special people you think about instantly come to mind. And it's Cadbury all over, not just in terms of Jeff, but in terms of all the brand cues and the real essence of it. And from an effectiveness point of view, that's really, really important. Yeah, definitely. And I wondered as well, like, how at Cantar do you guys measure the success? What kind of tools do you have? What, what How does that process work? Okay, so we partnered with the team at early stage. So, you know, you can have the seeds of a great idea, but you really need to connect with consumers to get the nuance of how to bring that to life effectively. Um, so even small details like, you know, instead of saying, this is an opportunity to send a free chocolate bar to someone you love, if you say to someone special instead, that opens it up to a lot more people. So that early stage qualitative work, looking at how to bring to life the idea, then informed the execution. And then in terms of looking at the potential of the execution, we used our approach called Link. And what we do with that is for people who give us permission, we record their faces. So we see their intuitive emotional reactions as they watch the ad unfold. And then we use a combination of um, stated questions like, you know, how much did they enjoy, which we know is really key, but also asking them to tell us what their reflections were, what they felt about it. So something like feel good factor, for example, this ad shone massively. You know, it made people feel excited. It made people feel uh, proud. Um, so all of the kind of Christmas emotions that we see coming through in Christmas ads, it was it was that on steroids. So we, we that was part that was part of it. So yeah, a combination of different approaches help us um, predict whether it will be effective or not in market. But we also have that really nuanced understanding of what is it that makes it work. Yeah, and I always find it so interesting, like measuring people's faces and their emotion because you can't hide from that it's such a natural thing absolutely we've spoken a little bit about jeff and he's brilliant jeff the postie what emma what elements from this campaign do you think work really well and maybe you can dive into why yeah of course i think the first thing is just making sure you've got your your macro context right like we knew obviously that our consumers were facing into the cost of living crisis and if you it meant that we had the permission to lean into our purpose probably more so than ever and so getting your context right is critical and then the kind of assets in general that we were really conscious of is given Cabri so motive anyway it's like leveraging your leveraging what you have at, in your toolkit essentially and so because we're emotive, because we have a role to play at Christmas, it's like supercharging all of that 
and throwing it in an ad, actually don't be afraid to do it. It's kind of where we got to. Like I've spent so many um, kind of years taking purple out of things, but actually for this, it was, you know, let's celebrate Cadbury. People love Cadbury. And so let's, let's throw purple at them and actually look at the results. Um, and so it was kind of being brave with the use of distinctive assets, using um, what we have in our toolkit as as much as possible to um, actually derive that love. Um, so yeah, that was that was my biggest learning, um, and I think one of the biggest reasons why it was so effective. Yeah, definitely, and that's definitely something that I noticed about Jeff is uh, he is wearing a, a purple outfit. Yeah. How did you kind of mold that character? How what's the backstory of Jeff if there is one? Yeah, no, we've thought about Jeff a lot. And I think that's where um, the kind of earned potential came through in this campaign. Because what we wanted to do is make sure that, you know, we don't have the same budgets as our competitive set. Like at its at its worst, we're looking at five to one ratio of our media spend versus some of the biggest spenders at Christmas. So we knew we had to punch above our weight. And okay. so the only way you can do that is actually leverage all of your assets and and have them all weaving with this like clear purple distinctive thread to make it feel bigger than it actually is. And so the casting of Jeff was really important and then also leveraging him and his character across as much as possible. So all of your channels, all of your assets felt aligned. Um, but on the casting of Jeff, I guess we knew we wanted someone that felt, um, you know, part of the nation. Cadbury's a very fabric of the nation brand. And so it had to be someone that was someone that was going to be, you know, living next door, genuinely working as a postie, um, but also had a warm, authentic feel. And and we had quite a big broad brief. It could be a female, it could be a male, as long as it felt very Cadbury, very like, you know, postie next door. And um when we got his tape through for the first time, we were like, that's it. it. It was like an aha moment. And um, he was actually ill for the second casting. And we were like, how do we wrap him in cotton wool? Oh, no. <laughs> so he doesn't get sick for the, for the real shoot. Because we were on. And as soon as you see someone that's going to do it perfectly, you can't walk away from that person. Yeah, he was perfect. And I was thinking, has he been in the Cadbury ad before? Like he yes, is still yeah. to the brand. But I think that was that was his first one, right? Yeah, so he um, he's been in Harry Potter. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, and yeah, he's been in a, an Uber ad since I think. Um, oh, which you know, see, interesting. Um, yeah. And I think there's someone very similar who. Um, so we have a um, physical postal service and have had one for the last five years. And there's actually a guy who works on it um, who in some way was the inspiration for Jeff. He comes, he's done it for the last five years, our physical postal service, and he is the most enthusiastic, warm human you'll ever meet. And so Jeff, I think, realistically was inspired by him. Yeah, brilliant. Love that. Um, and just a bit of a fun one, how many chocolate bars do you think are actually sent? Do you know the number? Yes, so we sent we um, our aim this year was to like supercharge. Last year we did twenty five thousand. This or so when I say last year, la in twenty twenty one we did twenty five thousand. Yeah. This year we did one hundred twenty thousand. Wow! So and that's a mixture of both. So we send I think we sent one hundred twenty thousand for free, and then 
10,000 people paid to do it too. That's how powerful this idea was. So um, we just thought we'd do it as an experiment to see if people did want to involve, get involved. And actually, they did. And so, yeah, 10,000 sold, sold online as well, which shows the power of the idea. That's brilliant. And, yeah. you know, we, obviously it's March and we're speaking about Christmas ads, but it's kind of perfect because I feel like this is probably the time when brands are starting to think about Christmas campaigns, yeah. if not already working 100%. on them. So it's kind of actually a perfect time. You know, Christmas ads are so important. There's there's so many of them. What does it take to kind of cut through the noise? I'll maybe open that up to Lynn and then I'll go to you, Emma, as well, because I'd love to hear both your opinions. I think doing it in a way that's authentic to your brand and seeking to be really distinctive and not follow the trend is really important. Um and, you know, people of Britain love Christmas ads. They make us feel good. They get us into the mood for Christmas. They're just part of our culture. So they need to play that role. But you're not advertising Christmas. You're advertising your brand. So you need to make sure it's really brand-centric. So, you know, Cadbury Secret Santa was a fantastic example of that. M&S Food was another really interesting example of that, where, you know, they they stay true to their not just food, you know, not just Christmas food, M&S yeah. Christmas food. And that's also translated through into success for them. So, yes, having the feel-good vibe and the essence of Christmas and making us feel good is really important, but do it in your own authentic, distinctive way. That totally makes sense. And Emma, have you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, honestly, for me, it's as simple as a genuine value exchange. Like, I know it sounds really, really, like, commercial, but if if you are giving delight, enjoyment, something for them to laugh about, something for them to talk their friends, talk to their friends about. It's about giving them something back, whether that's in our expression, which is story doing, obviously, which gives them, we're passing the generosity on so they can have a connection between two people, which I love. Um, but for those that are doing storytelling, it is for me, it's as simple as a value exchange. Can you um, give something back to people? And so that 30-second advert is worth their time. That makes sense. And Emma, you have a, a brilliant um, job title. Do you mean yes. just describe that to the listeners? Because it's so fantastic. Yes, I, I'm just like head of Christmas and Halloween, which I obviously I is the it. best job title in the world. Um, and when you talk about thinking about Christmas, I mean, that is literally January 1 all the way through to December 31st for me. Um, everyone's yeah. like, why are you still working after Christmas? I'm like, that- it is so busy. <laughs> So, so busy, but I absolutely love it. And Christmas isn't any less special, even if you work on it 365 days a year. Okay, because that was going to be my next question. Do you get sick of Christmas? (laughs) Like, you must, but no. Weirdly, no. Um, But sometimes the magic is is hard um, to to come by because obviously it's not always plain sailing. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. Um, And so... How is Cadbury building on this campaign for, you know, this Christmas throughout the year? What does that look like? So for us, um, this year, it will be um, kind of a tale of two two stories. One is for comms. We'll be looking at how we can build on such a good starting starting point. I think we really did, really moved um, kind of the expression forward year on year and people know what it is now. So for us, it's about how do we, 
how do we scale up even more? Is is scale like something that's important? We actually don't know. Um, and then the second thing is about how to best use our distinctive assets. So now we've got Jeff as a character and he's so well loved and probably more loved than we thought, if I'm going to be completely honest. It's about how do you balance your distinctive assets of our shushing Santa, our um, purple um, with such a well-loved character as of, as in Jeff. So, yeah, for us, it's about trying to really cement the use of assets this year and work out how much further you need to scale to make that impact. So that's something you've got to work through. And then, yeah, outside of comms, it's just continuing to make cool products that consumers love. Um, because obviously the point of all of this is to get people into store buying chocolate at Christmas. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's so exciting. And yeah, I'm interested to see how it develops throughout the year and into Christmas. Yeah. And obviously, Lynn and the team at Cantar will be measuring, and I'm sure they'll have new stats for us next year and we'll be able to um, go through them all. But yeah, thank you so much, both of you. That was really interesting to hear, you know, a bit about the backstory and also from Lynn how it's been received. Um, I think that's really vital especially for brands listening. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's great to hear. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you for having us. Yes, thanks so much. <laughs>